You're listening to the Boss Business of Surgery series podcast, episode 27. Today, we're talking about coaching. It's one of the most frequent questions that I get. What's a coach? How do I find one? What do you do? What do I hope to get? Tonight, there'll be a free coaching for all session. Details are available in the Facebook group under events. Otherwise, my group coaching program, Everything is a Negotiation, opens in June. Find more information at bosssurgery.com. Welcome, surgeons. Residency didn't teach us everything we need to learn to be a successful surgeon. While we spent our time caring for patients and learning how to operate, we didn't learn how to advocate for ourselves or navigate our career. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Vertries. I'm a general surgeon, certified coach, and founder of the Boss Business of Surgery series. This is where you'll learn those lessons not taught in residency. Welcome back. Today, I thought I would talk about coaching. I've mentioned coaching on the podcast before, but this is something I get a ton of questions about, so I thought I would take some time to talk about it. We've known for quite some time that changes need to be made in medicine. We're currently in a coaching revolution in medicine. There are so many coaches around that are physician coaches, geared toward physicians. It's really something that is extremely important, and I really think that this is what's going to lead to change in medicine, because that is what coaching is. It's a process that leads to change. Coaching is guided thought work. It's been around for as long as humans have had brains. We have this prefrontal cortex and the ability to use that part of our brain to think, assess, and plan ahead. We're able to look at our past. We're able to plan our future. We're able to assess how we feel and what we think and do in the moment. Unlike our primitive brain, which is used just to assess danger and to keep us alive, this is the part of our brain that we use the most often because it takes a lot less energy to run from the lion in the jungle than it does to build a barrier and set a trap and plant food so we don't get eaten and we don't starve. Well, we've come a long way. So we're able to influence our uh, environment a lot more than we were in the past. Coaching is a way to make yourself the best version of yourself to analyze your thoughts and how they affect your emotions and actions and ultimately your results. So why would a surgeon need a coach? Well, just like elite athletes, we need someone who's able to analyze our strengths and weaknesses, come up with exercises and strategies to become the best at our highest level. I've especially noticed that certain surgeons seek coaching because all of our training has been focusing on the problem followed by the action, problem followed by the action. But we realize that we have different outcomes. So why are some people burned out and other people are achieving at the highest potential? We have the same circumstances. So why does one have an effect and another does not? And it's because we've not really cultivated the formula that our thoughts from a neutral circumstance lead to emotion. And this is actually what's giving us our results. I use the analogy of a closet. So a lot of times we don't even know what's going on in there too. We may look in the closet, there may be tons of stuff going on. We don't know where to find things or, you know, we just kind of happen upon things like what we're going to wear the next day by accident. And so self-coaching is when you really start to look at this, all the stuff in the closet. And maybe if you do it all Marie Kondo styles, you take everything out from your closet and you dump it on the bed. Of course, that's a little bit jarring in itself. You see all of this things that we've been holding on to, all these thoughts, all these you know, previous experiences, and it gets a little overwhelming. So self-coaching is certainly something that you could do. You could find a lot of this information yourself. You could start to look at all your thoughts. You could discover some of the principles. There's lots of resources um, around to help explore the ideas that you're having. I mean, this is a very safe starting point because if you're looking at all the piles of clothes on your bed that you haven't quite sorted out yet, 
it's a little embarrassing. You know, maybe the first thing you want to do is just shut off the light so you don't look at it anymore, or you run away and do something else. But if you really want to start making some change, you can look at this big pile and say, all right, I'm just going to sit here by myself. I'm going to look through all these thoughts. I'm going to clean up my mental closet without feeling like I have to show it to anyone. And I'm just going to take looking at different things and and working with it. And there's lots of books and podcasts that can be very helpful. My favorite podcast is the Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo because she explains these principles and in a way that's easy to understand and makes perfect sense. She has excellent strategies for specific situations. And so I encourage you to look at her podcast, start from the beginning and look at those um, episodes. I also really like Corinne Crabtree and Katrina Ubell. Um, They both are weight loss coaches, but the one thing that you realize about weight loss, it's never about the food. It's always our thoughts. Eating the food and the result of the weight are really just consequences of the thoughts and emotions that we have every day. There's tons of books out there, not just on coaching, but a lot of uh, books that provide some inspiration for material on self-coaching, but there's also, you know, High Performance Habits with uh, Brenda Burchard. There's um, Whole Brain Living with Jill Bolte-Taylor that really challenges some of our thoughts that we have. Tony Robbins has been around a long time. Byron Katie is the mother of modern coaching. She has several good books. Adam Grant is a big thought leader. All these people are offering ways to interact with the world. This is self-coaching, doing it on your own. Group coaching is a second step. So whereas self-coaching is on your own, you don't have to share it with anyone, you don't have to be vulnerable with anyone, um, it's usually a safe step because sometimes these thoughts that we start exploring, you know, we have a lot of judgment about it. We have all these thoughts in our head that we feel like, oh, there's something wrong with us. No one else thinks this. And, you know, I don't want to share this with anybody else. But group coaching is a way to look at it from a safe space. Um, You could speak up if you want, or you don't have to. It's kind of like being a voyeur if you wanted to hear what other thoughts are, or then when you feel ready to speak up. And it can be very helpful because what you're doing is now you're sorting through stuff with people. You start to realize that other people have similar problems as you. They have similar mechanisms for compensating. You can learn a lot from other people, but also at a safe distance. Maybe you don't quite trust yourself yet. This is more like, I always equate this to kind of like residency. You know, like before self-coaching was maybe you're a med student, you're by your own, by yourself, you're doing things on your own. And group coaching is a little bit like residency. You know, you're in weekly M&Ms, you're hearing other people doing things, you're hearing other strategies, but again, still, you know, you're all in it together. You may participate, but everybody else is too, so then you don't feel as alone. There's lots of different group coaching programs. I have a group coaching program. Everything is a negotiation. That's my next three-month group program. That's where we talk about negotiation strategies. And that's with yourself when it comes to time, with your family, negotiation that's at work. It's not just the you know contract negotiations you may be thinking about. I titled it Everything's a Negotiation for a Reason because goodness knows everything is a negotiation. But there's other group coaching programs. Um, Earlier in the podcast, um, one of the episodes, I talked with Sunny Smith. She has the Empowering Women Physicians group coaching program. There's also self-coaching scholars through Bocastillo. Um, Those are different coaches every week. One-on-one coaching. Now, this is where you work directly with someone. This is when you have the ability to air out all of your mental clutter in a safe place. The coach is not judged. We're trained not to judge, obviously. 
it's really because our thoughts are just our thoughts. It's not who we are. It's what's giving us our results. And we have all of these limiting thoughts that we're not even aware that we're having. We have all these unresolved things in our, our past that are leading us to get us these results. We haven't really learned the art of cultivating thoughts that can help us in the future. And so a one-on-one coach is kind of like a, a personal trainer. They offer guidance based on your thoughts and based on your principles and your desires. They offer tools and strategies. They get to know your strengths and areas where you can improve. They start to look at you as the person that you are and the person you could be. And don't buy this, the stories that we've been telling ourselves of who we are and the limits that we have. You know, and much like elite athletes, this is the most uncomfortable. You have to feel initially vulnerable. It's very hard when you're first starting out because, again, we think these thoughts are who we are. We think this is the only way it's going to be. You know, and then we judge ourselves a lot from our thoughts. We filter out what these thoughts are because we don't want to quite look at it too closely. And it takes a process to recognize that being vulnerable is not a weakness. Being vulnerable and exposing pain is the key to unlocking your highest potential. It's the ability to be satisfied with life because you can start to learn that when things go wrong, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It means that there was some action that was led from a thought or emotion that you had that you can actually start developing strategies that allow you to deal with difficult aspects of your life in a way that serves you. It's not meant to be necessarily forever or endless, these coaching relationships can sometimes be short and intense and provide you with ways to move on. Now, although you recognize the value, you may seek it out the rest of your life, but the initial time is the most intense. The ability to listen to our thoughts and be able to cultivate this takes some time. I kind of describe this as the fellowship after your residency. You know, you're starting to practice this a lot. You know, you're still under the guidance of someone with more you know, with a little bit of experience and have been taught more skills and have a way to listen um, a little bit more intently to your thoughts and reflect them back to you, but help you still develop those neural pathways that are going to lead to your success. So for me, when people ask me, like, how do I find a coach? Who's the best coach for me? I mean, that's a, that's a challenging question because it really just depends. Now, when you're seeking a coach, you want someone who has done it before. Um, It's an unregulated industry, so you don't have to have someone necessarily that has a certification. But, you know, what message does a certification send to you? It's basically someone who has taken the time to explore some skills and learn some new skills and develop some competency and, you know, have gotten some certificate or some sort of um, evidence that they've done the work. And so I got my certification through Brooke Castillo's Life Coach School. It's a six-month program. Actually, ended up being 12 months, so six months of more intense weekly coaching. We had to pass a test. We had to do some competency, lots of reading and practicing, and we had to meet certain um, skill levels to in our coaching to be able to go to the next level and then the following six months we were paired with peers and in groups where we worked a little bit more on our own and this is ongoing certification so annually we have to re-up and demonstrate our proficiency so for me that that's worked best for me i really like the philosophy Um, there's lots of different other coaching programs Um, martha beck has one I think Tony Robbins may have one, Brenda Bouchard does. Um, There's a lot of different coaching programs out there and there isn't a wrong one. I think the most important coach to pick is someone who can understand you. Um, 
someone who's going to be able to hear your thoughts and understand what you're thinking and help you develop pathways that that lead beyond that. And in this case, a coach is very much like a doctor. You know, we can go to one doctor who is like the best doctor in the state. And if we don't have a good rapport with them, if or we don't feel like they're listening to us, or they don't feel like they're understanding us, this is not the doctor that's right for us. They could be the most highly rated person in the world, and they may not understand. Um, I find a lot of um, of thought work that I do in the Facebook group and then with the podcast, a lot of people resonate with that are surgeons because I have been through it before. I've been doing the work. I really explore, you know, my thoughts on complications and, you know, the interactions I have with clinic and negotiating with myself and other people and dealing with difficult colleagues. Um, And, you know, most recently, my venting about these long turnover times in between cases, you know, I really am present with this and I share this. And so what I'm hoping if someone seeks me out uh, for me to be their coach is that they already have some idea of, you know, whether I am a good fit for them. So, you know, really it's, it's about a good fit and someone who's going to understand your concerns. Now, there's different formats for this as well. I already mentioned the self-coaching is just guiding. And you could do this with peers. You can have accountability groups, things like that. Um, and it may take a long time because really you're doing it yourself. You hire a coach when you're ready to move faster, when you want to get these results in a more controlled way, in a faster way. And, you know, maybe you're just kind of frustrated with your progress. And what they do is help you get beyond a a moment that if you try as hard as you can and you can't get past these thought blocks or you're not sure why you're getting the results that you want, that's a really good time to start looking into getting a coach. When you really just want to go next level and you want to do it efficiently and you want to really understand why you're getting the results, then it's time to find a coach. I typically do these on Zoom, and so I listen to you talk, and I really hear the thoughts that are coming out and start to help you see what are these thoughts leading to? How are they letting you feel? How are they causing you to act? And that's how you're getting the results, is how you are acting in a situation. It's always based on a thought. I usually get this a lot too. If I have this interaction with someone and, you know, like someone and they, you know, walked away and it was a bad interaction and I'm so frustrated. I don't know why, because all I was doing was being nice. You know, I was trying to help. I was uh, offering some suggestions or, you know, or I didn't speak up at all. You know, I get that a lot. And so then I ask them like, what were you thinking at the time? Well, I was thinking that they're an idiot. (laughs) And so, you know, even though we don't say it out loud, it's that unconscious thought they're an idiot. They're not doing their job. Why are they bothering me? Those unconscious thoughts that we thinking, but we're not actually saying really do cause us to feel a certain way. And how we feel is how we show up and interact with other people. So even though we may be saying the words, if that is the overriding thought and emotion behind this interaction, we're usually showing up maybe a little sharper than we think. We are Uh, maybe body language that's showing them they're not safe in that interaction, which of course puts them in a defensive position. And it's mostly recognizing the fact that we can't change anybody else. We can't change how people do their job or interact with us, but we can be a little bit more aware of our thoughts and our emotions leading to this interaction because we are showing up in a way that maybe we will want to if we're cultivating this thought or emotion that is going to lead us to feel negatively. And so working with those 
awareness first. Awareness is the most helpful aspect because once we're aware of what we're thinking and how we're acting, then we can start really looking at that saying, do I really want to think that? Do I really want to feel that? And, you know, is that thought really true? Is there a different way for me to look at it? And when we're able to open ourselves up with a thought of maybe I could look at this in a different way, then we open ourselves up to a whole spectrum of different emotions that lets us show up a little bit better. So instead of thinking this person is a complete idiot, we can cultivate a different thought of, I don't think we're on the same page, which is a little bit different because now we separate out the fact that, okay, there is there are two pages to this. So maybe I could be a little bit open to where they're coming from. And now we could start having a negotiation of, you know, how are we going to get onto the same page or is that even possible? And so that's just a very simple generic example of how that may work. I typically listen to you talk and I'll point out anything that doesn't seem to serve you because, you know, going into an interaction thinking someone's an idiot is actually not going to serve you. I mean, you may feel like it's true. It may like ring this bell like, oh, no, no, this is definitely true. But I mean, it's really not serving you. So is there a different way to think about this that can help you? Um, And so that's one aspect. I listen to see when you're giving away responsibility for your feelings and giving responsibility for your actions and your results. And that's different than saying it's all your fault. It's not just saying, you know, you have to change. It's saying that you have the ability to change. And when you change, the other person will change because they are interacting with who we are as a person, how we're showing up. So we are definitely providing a lot of influence and power into an interaction. And when we're aware of the influence and power that we're bringing to the interaction, we can start deciding for ourselves if that's what's going to serve us or not. And the best way to see if it's serving us is to see what our results are. And when we start you know, coaching and doing some thought work and getting different results, then you start realizing, ah, this is actually working. And unlike mentors or other people that you've interact with, a coach doesn't tell you what to do. I'm not going to sit there and tell you what to do. I want you to figure out what you should do, Um, meaning that I want you to figure out what's going to serve you. What may be right for you may not be right for me. And it's not about me. It's about you. It's about you looking at how you interact with the world, how you can influence the environment in ways that serve you, and how you can walk away from interactions and your life feeling getting the results that you want. That's the most important thing is like, how do I get the results that I want? How do I feel the way that I want? How do I get satisfaction out of life? How do I enjoy the, the relationships that I have? How do I get out of work what I want to get out of work? Those are some of the things that I do in coaching is help understand that internal dialogue and find strategies to help. I spend a lot of time and money getting coaching myself and it really has changed everything. You know, I initially thought that investing in myself was not worth it. Interestingly enough, you know, I thought investing in myself was putting money in the stock market. Well, we all know how that's working out, right? So I posted in the Facebook group this graph of how, you know, I was so smart. I've been investing, you know, the last couple of years. 2020 was a little bit of a panic because we had a dip. But over the last two years, I was getting 25% return. You know, I was putting money in and wasn't I smart for investing that way? Well, over the last couple of weeks, not only has it basically wiped out what I've gained in the last two years, but it's actually at a negative. And so starting to question, like, what are we investing in? 
you know, what are, what are we working for? And are we investing in ourselves? And I look back at that and I realize I've invested a lot in coaching, but that's something that's never taken away. That's not going to be wiped out in a bear market. That's has led me to get a private practice and a rental and, you know, really change the, how I interact with the world. It's allowed me to experience more of my life because I'm more receptive to the different aspects of, of life. I'm getting more quality out of each moment. I'm more productive because I don't indulge in some of the emotions I used to, which is overwhelm and I don't know and I have to do it all. And I'm providing more spaces, which interesting enough has been a biggest challenge is now with a little bit more pockets of free time, what on earth do I do with all that? But really creating more intention and doing a higher percentage of the things that I care about and recognizing when I could let something go and when I'm doing something that I don't really want to do. Uh, I'm able to let things go more because I'm able to really understand why I want to let it go. And of course, setting boundaries, you know, I've really understood what a setting boundary means and how I can actually have more effective boundaries. And all of this, what it does is it's really sending a message to yourself that you matter. You know, I've sent a message to myself over the last, you know, couple of years that I've been doing this, that I matter, my thoughts matter, how I interact with the world matters. And I can influence the people and places and the time around me in ways that serve me by being intentional. So I hope that this provides just a brief introduction about what coaching is. I hope everyone seeks out a coach and really find the right coach for you. Now, I know that it comes at, you know, sometimes a bit of a shocking amount. You know, I've spent easily multiple five figures in coaching and that is the only investment that I've had recently that's really paid off that I expect to pay off in the long term. And so part of investing in yourself is recognizing that you're worth it. And this investment that you have is going to help you in the long term, because really something has to change. Something has to change in medicine. Many of us have something in our life that needs to change. And finding something that can help you is really nothing but a benefit. And, you know, if you have questions about coaching, if you want to know more, then show up in the Boss Business of Surgery Series Facebook group. You could send me a message at drvertries at gmail.com. And really, like, start looking at these resources for yourself. And unlike, you know, don't be a surgeon and go just want to do everything all at once. (laughs) It's a journey. Take a step here and there. Take one step in front of the other and start exploring some of this world of coaching. You won't be the same, I promise you, but you'll be much better. If you are interested in learning more about coaching, go to bosssurgery.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can click work with me. There's another button on one-on-one coaching if you wanted to set one session and just talk. Otherwise, you should be hearing more information from the Everything is a Negotiation group program that's coming out the end of June. If you're not on the email list, go to bosssurgery.com to subscribe.
If you're a graduating chief resident or starting a new job, you're going to want to join me on Wednesday, the 18th of May at 6 p.m. Central to hear about tips on starting a new job. Head to bosssurgery.com for more details.